Osiris. Shopify grows your business no matter how far or big you grow. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Whether you're selling your fans' next favorite shirt or an exclusive piece of podcast merch, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Allbirds, Rothy's, Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash income, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash income now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Hey everyone, it's Cam Hurt, host of the Best Show Ever podcast, and we have got a second season coming out very soon that I am very excited about. We've got some very cool special guests, including musical acts that we all love, like Karina Reichman, Daniel Donato, Jake Brownstein from Eggy, Rick and Peter from Goose, and many more. Tune in for new episodes dropping on Osiris Media March 5th on the Best Show Ever podcast. All right, we are live. Hello, everybody. It's been it's been a, a whole week since the last time we did one of these. It's been feels like a really long time. Feels like so long. Yeah, man. I've been counting the days when like we could get together and record again. And here we are. I'm so excited. Can barely sleep. <laughs> <laughs> well. Welcome to another episode of Always Almost There, Day After Show Live. Uh, we are here today. Very, very excited uh, to talk about this past weekend's Phil Lesh and Friends show, uh, shows featuring our very own Rick. Uh, very exciting weekend. Uh, you know, Neil was at one of the shows. Brian and I both webcasted. We are looking forward to it. As always, um, before we get started, a word from our sponsor. Uh, today's episode of Always Almost There is sponsored by Averzio Wellness. Verzio Functional Mushrooms are here to help right now, whether you are gearing up for a show, going to sleep afterwards, or recovering and restoring the day after. With a wide range of health benefits, Verzio Mushrooms help you make the most out of the moment through the ancient healing properties and their highly potent fruiting bodies. The organic certified therapeutic potency and their planet-positive refill system are two of the many standout reasons that Averzio is my choice supplement. Be clear, chill, balanced, energized, protected, focused, and calm in the moment with Averzio Mushrooms. Use code STORMSOUND15 or click the link in that pinned message there in the chat for 15% off your order, available to ship anywhere in the U.S. or Canada. Neil, it sounds like you maybe could have used some of the recovering the day after mushrooms uh, this weekend. Yeah, I could have. I could have. I had a a lot of fun on Saturday. Um, It was a blast. I stayed up really late. Got to hang out with a high school buddy of mine. Um, This venue is not too far from where I grew up in Connecticut, so... It was uh, it was great. It's my first time actually at the cap, which we were talking about oh. this before we recorded. But the the cap as it exists today didn't exist when I was growing up nearby. We used to go most of our shows that we would kind of travel down that way to was were in the Norwalk area at the Globe Theater, which is now the Wall Street Theater. But Got so it. it was cool to finally check it out because you know I drove all the way from Boston. It was about like a three and a half hour drive. So. <clears throat> got to have a real good reason to go down there for that and this was it so that's pretty good was. yeah yeah you know really really uh, awesome lineup just to recap for anybody who was maybe not following along as closely uh, we had phil lesh on bass of course john molo on drums john medeski on keys graham lesh on guitar uh our our, our boy uh rick materatonda on guitar uh, and then the tab horn section, James Casey, Natalie Cressman, and Jen Hartswick on horns and vocals. So really, you know, on paper, that's just an awesome lineup uh, to see a show, you know, Phil, Phil and Friends or, you know, no matter what the music they're playing. It's a great lineup. I think you did forget Graham there when you were doing. I said Graham. The... I oh, said did Graham. you? Okay. <laughs> All right. Thank you for reminding uh, me. Yeah, killer lineup. I mean, when you see that, like, that's, I mean. I would pay a lot of money just to go see Rick play any random songs with Modesky. Sure. Um, 
So, or like Rick play with like the tab horns or Rick play with, I mean, like this was just a, yeah, it was like a, a perfect group of people and I couldn't have been more excited about it. <clears throat> yeah, it was a good group. I don't know if I would call it perfect, but um, it was, it was, I mean, it, it is a great line. I mean, obviously for me, uh, yeah, yeah. Tab horns, uh, Medusky and Rick, I mean, make it, uh, make it pretty awesome. So um, yeah, yeah, really good stuff. And some, I mean, you know, honestly, um, unexpected contributions um, around as well as, as maybe even some, some limited contributions that, that were surprising me as well. So, um, but yeah, yeah. Great three nights of, of, of music. So let's, uh, let's dig into it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I do want to, you know, just on the lineup again, um, John Molo, really, really underrated drummer uh, in this scene and like playing with Phil, like, you know, he was the drummer for the Phil and friends run with Trey and page yep. in April 99. Uh, he's phenomenal. So the yeah. question is, is Molo Ben Atkins from the future uh, coming back in time as like a 60 some odd year old man. I'm assuming that's how old Molo is. I mean, the resemblance there is incredible. Uh, they even funny. like look the same when they play, like the yeah. facial expressions and everything. <laughs> but that was like blowing my mind on the first night. I not really familiar with what like, yeah, so Molo's about to turn 69. Um, I, I mean, he is, he is Ben Adkin from the future. I'm, I'm convinced at this point. It's gotta happen. So, uh, yeah, he just <laughs> we'll came find back out, in time just so we can we'll do find that. out in what we'll find out in thirty years if you know Spuds is going back in time to yeah. become John Molo. But yeah, let, let's dig into these shows. Uh, you know, first night we really <laughs> see only I, I would say the only little bit of hesitation uh, from Rick at least, or kind of nerves that came through in his playing on the opening. Here comes sunshine, but after that, off to the races, like. I think giving him a song to sing early on really helped with that personally. Yeah. Well, it's one that he's done like a zillion times too. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's killer. I think across this whole run, the songs that he's sung a ton are the ones that he's done really well on, which you would expect. Yeah. And like this one just nailed it. it sounded wonderful. Yeah. And then, yeah, I was you know, about <clears throat> go ahead. No, I was just gonna say I was thinking about that that too that that idea of well let's you know we we got to give him something early that he knows to like let him settle in and whatever um, and so so if, uh, you know I, I think there might be something to that but I also think I mean you know these are all you know great players that have a ton of experience being on being on big stages so um, you know if I'm Phil. I, I'm not going to go up to Rick and go, Hey man, we're going to give you something to let you settle in. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, I, I think he's like, yeah, man, you know, let's, let's, let's carve up a set list and, and, you know, get everybody involved. Um, but that being said, I mean, yeah, I mean, obviously like with anything, you know, you come out there with, with some jitters, which, uh, you know, every, that is just natural for everyone. It, mm -hmm. it is probably good and, and, and feels good to get into something that feels comfortable and, you know, then you can kind of just start to focus and forget about your nerves. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I mean, in this first set was really cool. I really loved the dancing Scarlet dancing uh, in that first set of the weekend. Dancing Scarlet dancing fire, actually. Um, I thought Rick did an amazing job singing Scarlet. Um, you know, love the, the original dancing arrangement, not the 77 disco one uh, with the horns. Um, but I, I thought it was really cool the way they played that sandwich. Yeah, that was, uh, that was definitely a big, you know, a big highlight for me. I, I, I liked this, I liked this night one a lot. Um, mm -hmm. and, uh, yeah, really, you know, speaking of the, you know, the, the dance and, um, Scarlet Dan, that was a real smooth, really cool return back into Scarlet or back, back into dancing, mm -hmm. uh, from Scarlet. That, that was really cool. And then I feel like um, I feel like the trumpet work on that on that dancing um, was 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 really cool, too. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, just just before we you know, we're going to talk about, you know, the tab crew a lot, um, you know, I, just overall, um, you know, some some of the cool things were, you know, the vocal 
you know, the lead vocals, I, you know, I wasn't expecting as many lead vocals. I kind of, I kind of was expecting, you know, Jen to do some because, you know, she, she's done some of this stuff. So, um, you know, I was kind of expecting that, but it, it was really cool to, to have so many, um, so much, so many more opportunities for them to shine than yeah. just like, oh, Back up. on our limited horn parts, we'll do our thing. You know what I mean? Right. But um, yeah, so so that was really cool. And then also, you know, tab, you know, the the, the tab singers, um, you know, they always kind of have their their unique, you know, background vocal arrangements and you know improvisations. Um, you know, and we, and we've seen that. They're especially they've always been especially noticeable for me when Tab does fish songs because that's when you can you know see and really hear those hear differences, difference. right? Yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't think about that much coming into this. You know what I mean? I, I wasn't really expecting that, and it it really adds you know a cool like extra quality to a, to a lot of these songs. And so I mean that was that was another just welcome addition from from those three. So yeah, I thought having them having them up there was a was a huge a huge bonus you know for the band mm -hmm. for sure i agree you know the vocal performances from all three of them over the course of the weekend was really just amazing uh they all they all really killed it put their own unique spin on things you know it's it's always interesting when people who aren't you know like lifelong deadheads and like people who have studied this music for decades get up and perform this music because you know you get someone like Joe Russo, when he was thrown into further um, originally, like he had no idea any of the Dead's catalog. And so he didn't have that, like, I'm going to try to emulate what's been done before. He's like, well, I'm going to just going to learn these songs, how I'm going to learn them. And, you know, going to put, you put more of your own spin on it that way. So it's really cool hearing them play, you know, uh, I, I feel like they've been a part of either Phil projects or some sort of dead related projects before, but, and James was part of Billy and the kids uh, at Red Rocks last year, which was amazing. Um, but yeah, they all, they all have limited exposure to this as well, which is, which is cool and definitely is a factor. Well, and, yeah, and, so we sorry, sorry, Neil. Uh, I, I'm going to say one more thing about this set and, and let, let you have it. Um, but just speaking of, of of james you know especially um you know coming out out of that you know to, to to close out that set uh you know we had fire in the mountain and uh i i thought that was i thought those were his best vocals of all the songs that he did over the weekend i thought not only like his execution um but also just like his his vocal fit that fit that song Mm -hmm. um you know i thought i thought really well so yeah i really liked his vocals on on fire in the mountain um so yeah just wanted to throw that in there while we were talking about those guys go ahead neil yeah i was just gonna echo your points about like dancing was awesome jen was amazing um both like as a trumpet player and as a singer um in that one and um what was the other thing that i wanted to say Oh, right. So Scarlet with Rick on vocals, which we hadn't yeah. mentioned yet. So I think by my count, and I might be off on this, I didn't triple check, but I think there were 14 Grateful Dead songs or Dead adjacent tunes that Rick sang this weekend. And this is the first one that wasn't regularly part of like Gooser or Ravelo catalog. Mm -hmm. I think there's four total that like were totally out of nowhere. And this one was exciting. I'm sure he's done this song like a million times in his life. Yeah. Um, but just wanted to point that out that that was a that was a pretty cool part. I was excited when that was going down. I was like, yeah, we're gonna get some songs we haven't heard before. So. Yeah, which is great. Yeah, and then you know we have that Scarlet in the first set, and then we get a more familiar Rick tune with Ship of Fools opening the second set. You know, something we've heard with Array Below a lot. So good. And then this, you know, the meat of the second set, which is like the latter three quarters of it, I guess, really kind of reads like a crazy late 60s dead set list in a way. Like Steven, the 11, Dark Star, the other one, Dark Star, going down the road, we bid you goodnight. I thought this was just awesome. I, I love the way they're weaving in and out of songs. You know, they just, it just felt awesome. Yeah, it's pretty ambitious for the first night before folks 100%. like knew each other yet so i was a little surprised by that i mean you know let's be honest here like these are all amazing musicians um but this is also their first time playing together 
Mm-hmm. So like, wasn't exactly tight, right? I, I did enjoy it, but yeah, I mean, I, I think they were still figuring each other out a little bit. I mean, there's still evidence of that on Sunday night too. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, dude, those are amazing songs and I enjoyed the heck out of it. It was, yeah, it was really cool. Uh, pretty yeah. cool to hear Rick playing Darkstar. Um, Cause that's probably like the last time you're going to hear that unless he does something like this again. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, this, you know, I probably, you know, I, I actually, th- you know, as of right now, I mean, I think I, I preferred Friday night um, as, as my favorite of three Sunday would be really close. Um, but um, yeah, yeah. I mean that the, the whole second set um, w- was really good. I've been wanting to hear goose play ship of fools, um, you know, ever since I, you know, I first heard, um, you know, Rick played acoustic. So, yeah. um, so so yeah, that was, that was super awesome to hear. Um, and then, yeah, yeah. To your point, Neil. Yeah. I mean, it's right on. I mean, it, yeah, it's, there's, you know, you could probably say there was a fair amount of improv, but I think for the most part that improv was staying pretty close to, you know, the, the, the natural boundaries uh, of this, of this, the songs. Right. And so um, it, it, I mean, I have to say, I, and and I don't know how much of this was the mix. Neil, maybe you can you can tell us. You know, and I've also listened to the audience tapes. It just, I just, I feel like I was expecting more from Medeski, and so I, I don't know if if he was just being real, just a team player. I, I mean, everything mm-hmm. he he did was obviously tasteful and 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 awesome, but I was expecting more, just fire solo work from him, and it he just felt like he he wasn't he wasn't in the forefront very much you know what i mean mm. and i and i just i really wanted to hear more from him and even when he was doing some stuff that i really liked i wanted it to be louder mm. um so and then you know i mean and like you said neil i mean th- th- these are all, all great musicians and and i don't want to single anyone out or whatever but sometimes i do wonder if if um graham just isn't quite on the same level when it comes to like listening and giving space and doing some of that type of stuff. You know I mean? He obviously plays all, all this music really well. He's probably been playing it most of his life. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but, but, but that was one area where there were a couple of times where I did like what Medeski was doing, uh, but you know, it's almost like Medeski was like, Oh, Graham, you, I mean, go ahead. You know what I mean? Take it. And I'll, and I'll just sit back. I, I felt like the first night Medeski was a little bit lower in the mix and he wasn't shining as much, but I felt Saturday and Sunday, especially last night, really like his work on the organ was just absolutely phenomenal. I felt like he was, he was sticking to that a lot more than the the whirly or piano uh, throughout most of the weekend. Um, and I, I just think he was doing a phenomenal job. Uh, you know, once we talk about Sunday, you know, just some of the stuff from last night was just so, so good. Um, but yeah, I, I do agree with your point about Graham. Like he does, he or he would benefit a little bit from, I think, listening more than just playing. Um, you know, good point here. Like it was up to Rick and Medeski to step on him, but they were being a little bit deferential, which makes sense. Um, but I don't think it, it was that major of a factor and detracted that much from the show. Yeah. So it was still yeah. amazing. I mean, well, you, you have six lead instruments all on the stage together. Right. So you, you got to find the space or you got to give the space as necessary. And like an argument can be made that the way that, that Phil plays bass, there are seven lead instruments on the stage. Um, so, you know, it's, it's going to be difficult to find those spots and it's going to be difficult to be comfortable with each other. Yeah, for so. sure. Sure. Well, let, let's move on to, Oh wait, before we move on tonight too, just want to shout out the broke down on Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, <laughs> Goose has only played this once. They should play it more because Rick sounds amazing and playing it with the, with the tab horns on backing vocals. So good. Just an amazing cover. You know, it's again, I was saying this earlier, there are just some tunes that, uh, Oh, hello. That's Danny. Um, There are some tunes that Rick just destroys and this is one of them. I'm glad they got to play it, that he got to play it. And uh, yeah, man, it's perfect. I love it. Yeah, I, I and 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 maybe another reason why why I like Friday Night so much is because I think Ship and Broke Down would probably be my at the top of my 
you know, list of, of all the, of all totally. these songs that they did that he sang on, you know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. so getting both of those, um, yeah, I mean, that, that was, that was great. So, so awesome to hear him, um, you know, do those songs, uh, you know, electric, you know, which he's done broke down with goose, but then also just, just with those players and everything that they, they were adding. It was, that was super awesome. Mm-hmm. I agree, Ryan, my, my allergies did come in, uh, there as well. Well, let, let, yeah, let's talk so, about so Saturday. Like before here. we move on, like one last oh, thing, yeah. like that I, I do want to say about that, like to to what Jive was saying. One of the reasons why I got so excited about this Phil and Friends thing with Rick showing up was that like people were gonna hear a lot of people were gonna hear Rick singing some of these songs that I think it's just amazing, and I think it transcends like being a fan of Goose. I think, yeah. like I think people can universally agree when he sings some of, of these Rick. songs. It's it's really really good, and at least when I was the sh- at the show on Saturday, you know, which we'll talk about a little bit more about that later. But like folks around me were talking about like like holy shit, this guy can sing. He's just like yeah yeah he can. He's pretty good. So I was excited for people to hear that, and I think yeah. those two songs on the first night really kind of made that statement. Like hey, listen, this guy can do it and do mm-hmm. it really well. Mm-hmm. So, well, let, let's talk about Saturday here. You know. T- you know, walk us through getting there, going in, what the vibe was like. Oh, yeah. So, you know, I drove down from Boston and went down to my buddy's house in New York, not too far away. It was like a 15-minute drive. And we kind of hung out uh, for a little while at his house, had a nice meal, hung out with his kids. Um, And then his buddy from college also went down with us. We drove down probably like an hour and a half before the show, walked right in. It was nice and smooth entry. And uh, kind of settled in. We saw Matt from Matt there. He was like one of the first people I saw walking through the door. And there was a band playing in Garcia's, which like I made a point to go check out. They were called Summer Feet. It was pretty fun. Caught a couple songs in there and then went into the main concert area. And I was telling you this before we recorded. It It's pretty close to a perfect venue. It's easy to get from A to B. Like it's easy to get a beer. It's easy to go to the bathroom. There's plenty of room on the floor for people to stand. And uh, yeah, man, it was really cool. I, I was psyched to be there for my first time. I definitely want to find some time to go back, especially now that like one of my best friends from growing up lives like 20 minutes away from the venue. Yeah. So yeah, definitely go check it out uh, soon. But uh, yeah, I mean, otherwise, my, my one regret about the show is I, I stood back behind the taper section, so just to the right of the soundboard, because I just wanted to get like good sound and I didn't want to push my way through to people so i missed out on the the walls oh, which are like visuals, pretty famous yeah. for like they're like projecting stuff up there mm-hmm. so i didn't see as much of that as i would have liked but the sound was good where we were we were taken in by a community of tapers uh which was really nice <laughs> they uh i think they kind of sized us up when we we stood right behind the taper section like are these guys gonna make a lot of noise and then i think there was a series of interviews with different tapers, they would come up and talk to us and try to figure out if we were going to be allowed to be in their neighborhood. And I, I think we were finally accepted into the, the group. <laughs> and uh, and then, yeah, we made friends all night long. We were talking to all kinds of different people. So that was cool. And uh, yeah, let's talk about the show. Let's yeah. talk about the show. Let's talk about the show. This one, you know, Rick doing Althea in the first set here. Very, very happy to hear that. That was definitely one of the songs I think that we were all anticipating him singing and hoping for, um, which was great. Masterpiece kind of took me by surprise a little bit, you know, just because they're only doing a three-night run. Wasn't expecting many covers like that. Um, so interesting pick. And then, you know, the He's Gone into Cold Rain and Snow, that that was Rick's shining moment uh, of, of this set and this night. I think he, you know, went crazy on that Cold Rain and Snow. Fun fact for those who don't know, Goose has played Cold Rain and Snow once in November of 2014. I did not know that. I thought that was the first time for Rick. No, I guess not. It's on the website. You can, you can click on the song, man. Come on. Didn't do it. I don't trust anything on that website. There, uh, there are some I holes. Think, We're working on it. So, and then of course, Touch of Grey with Casey on vocals, which is great. But the one thing I want to talk about from this show, and I think maybe even this whole entire weekend is that Cold Rain and Snow. Yeah. It is, I think, the, the, the singular moment where they sounded like a band and not a group of musicians playing these songs together. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's probably a few more you can point to. But this one, 
it actually felt like a real jam where they were all jamming together very, very well. And that one blew my mind. It was so much fun there. The crowd was going insane for this song. And like that one took me by surprise. I mean, I like Cold Rain and Snow, but like the folks there were like, holy crap, it's cold, cold rain and snow. Like everyone's losing their minds. And I think like people are like feeding off of it and like, you know, the tapers were going bananas. They were like turning around and talking to us like it's cold rain and snow. And I'm like, I know. <laughs> Uh, like, that's not a song uh, that i would expect people to go absolutely wild over being if you, played you listen to the odds man you can hear it like i i am not this is not hyperbole like you can hear people losing their minds uh, <laughs> it was really really good snow. i enjoyed the hell out of it uh definitely my favorite part of that set just that that one section of he's gone and cold rain and snow um uh, because who said natalie saying um he's gone right so yeah. i wanted to double check that to make sure i was right that Natalie Ann Graham, right? I think. Yeah, Natalie it. Ann Graham. Um, and mostly Natalie. But Natalie is awesome and she did a really good job. So that was great. But yeah, mm. that cold rain and snow was pretty, pretty spectacular. Yeah, yeah. I'll just add add quick thoughts uh, on that. Yeah, that cold rain and snow is so awesome. So whenever I think of cold rain and snow, um, so so I think I think I think it, it was Jerry who who kind of would would like to would like to do this but you know they'd be playing somewhere like you know uh you know bonner spray you know sandstone amphitheater in kansas you know in, in july or august and it's like 110 degrees out <laughs> so jerry would, would want to open with cold rain and snow um <laughs> i think that was like kind of a little bit of an inside joke uh that maybe wasn't so inside i don't know uh, but yeah yeah it's super awesome playing during that and uh i didn't i was out saturday night so i didn't catch this show live but um, I listened back to all of it and, um, yeah, just, you know, um, set list wise, probably, you know, not, not as up my alley, I guess, as, mm -hmm. as the other two nights, but, um, but yeah, that cold rain and snow, I mean, that's, you know, there might not, you know, I, I, and honestly, you know, it, we don't know if we're going to get, you know, hopefully we'll get soundboards of this stuff. I mean, that'd be awesome if we did, cause I would love to hear this mixed, um, so that we could get everything, um, you know, get Medeski up and, and, and hear the vocals, you know, nice and clear, but, um, up there, there might not be a whole lot that I'd be thrown on repeat outside of the stuff that, that Rick did. Um, but yeah, this, this might be at the top of that list. Yeah, for sure. And yeah. And, and shout out again to James Casey singing touch of gray, you know, especially with everything he's been going through yeah. lately. Like that was just very heartwarming. Uh, okay, so yeah, second set here, definitely, you know, you mentioned set list wise, not as up your alley. I, I would agree, like, great songs in the second set, but, you know, going China Rider, Brown Eyed Women to start off a second set is an interesting choice for sure. You know, Rick killed Brown Eyed Women. Like, I, I loved him singing that song, but just weird placement for the song, I think. And then Wheel Terrapin do Saturday Night, Johnny Be Good, you know, Terrapin. Yeah, I would have liked to have heard Rick, you know, yeah, go ahead. Terrapin, Terrapin. Terrapin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, I, I'm doing my best to not say that for like every song on this episode. <laughs> Just Rick um, for the same. But there, there are two songs in this set that like I really, really wish that Rick sang. Yeah. Um, and that is this Terrapin, which at least at the show was, it kind of let the air out of the tires. Like, I can't believe I'm saying that about Terrapin, but like folks were just kind of like tired at the end of that. Um, it was not like this triumphant thing that you would think yeah. Terrapin would be in the moment. Mm -hmm. It was kind of the opposite. But then Morning Dew. I really wish Rake sang Morning Dew. That would have been amazing. It was one of the things that I was thinking about before these shows that like, this is one of the songs that I really want Rick to sing. Didn't happen and that's okay. Because brown-eyed women killed, um, so you know we'll take that. That was, you know, pretty good consolation there. But morning dew really would have made made it. And actually, like the the playing on this morning dew was like pretty cool. I enjoyed that. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, you know, we obviously, if we had our way, Rick would have sang everything. Um, but I think there there was definitely an opportunity lost that you know he wasn't he wasn't except for the songs that he was singing lead on. He wasn't singing backup vocals on anything, which I, I found really interesting. Like, you know, for a, a, a person with his voice, 
to not utilize that? Well, you got the, I mean, you got a bunch of really good singers up there, right? Yeah. All three of the tab horns, amazing really singers, singers who yeah. are like, have a whole, you know, career kind of now on backup vocals. So well, I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying they were the ones that shouldn't have been saying. Yeah. All right. Uh, hey, you hey, before, yeah. yeah. I was just going to say before we move on to, to Sunday, um, I kind of forgot. We, we got to mention um, Phil doing the, ba the band introductions Friday night. Oh, on the first night. Yeah. Given, given Rick, Rick the Tanera old Tanera Honda. And, uh, <laughs> the thumbs no, up. And yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, it's like if you're, you know, if you're, if your grandpa, you know, messes something up, you know, you're not going to. Not gonna be too yeah. too mad at him. So yeah, that was pretty funny. And then he and then he did uh, Natalie Tresswell. Uh, no, he said he said he said she played guitar on Friday and then said Natalie Tressman last night. Tressman, yeah, yeah. And, uh, she and she was, you know, she was also, you know, very. Yeah, it was my favorite was, you know, you get the people who are like deadheads and you know haven't heard of Goose and then they're going on the internet after the show and posting. Yeah, why are they booing? Why did everybody boo when he announced Rick? Like, what's going on? I think they're yeah. trolling. Yeah. Yeah. Oh Perfect. yeah. Graham told him how to pronounce it, and then he waited until the end, so forgot. That's why he 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 started at the the horn section. Uh, and went across the stage on Friday, but then started with Medeski and Rick the other two nights, so he wouldn't forget the pronunciation. I guess um, should have just called him. Should have just called him Snakes. And yeah, just been done with it. Yeah, I agree. Rich, Rick. I'm he sure should have called him Rich the first night and Rick the second night. That would have been good. I feel like that would have just confused Phil more. Anyway. Let's uh, let, let, let's get going on night three. Uh, we open with this incredible Rick one-two punch of New Speedway and Half Step. Um, you know, Arevalo did New Speedway uh, recently. Uh, was that it? Was that at the Levitt Pavilion show? Yeah. Le yeah, and Levitt. Goose played it also November of 2014. It was a very dead, heavy show uh, around that time. But so Goose has played that once, but. Rick's vocals sound great on this tune. This tune was great. And then obviously Half Step, we are very familiar with Rick singing. And, you know, we knew he was going to sing this one uh, this weekend at some point. But great, great one-two punch to open the show. And then, you know, Half Step into Warfrat. Uh, Dear Prudence with James Casey. You know, he had done that song with Billy and the Kids last year. Uh, so he was, you know, familiar with it. Great Beatles cover. But again, not a song... I was expecting to hear this weekend. You know, I was, I wasn't expecting it to be heavy on covers. Like it, it kind of was a little bit. Um, but yeah, I, I it just, I wouldn't put dear prudence in the same category as masterpiece though. I mean, masterpiece That's was fair. a, was a Dylan staple, Yeah, you know, whereas dear prudence was far, far more rare. So. That's fair. And, but yeah, and what, really more, and really more of a JGB song at, at the end of the day. Uh, you know, far more than the dead. So, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, your thoughts on, on this first set. Like I, I also, after the well, dear prudence, like Rick does Jackaro, um, you know, he did that acoustic with goose in June at radio city. Uh, that's what love will make you do. That was a big surprise for me. I think Jen yeah. absolutely killed that tune. That was it's one of my um, favorite performances of the whole weekend. Yeah, was, I, was I think, you know, somebody yep. made a good point. Like, there should be more JGB cover bands out there because, like... Oh, hell yeah. It's great music. Did, yeah, yeah was awesome. Rick can do it with, like, tab horns. Uh, yeah. And they can just, like, trade out vocals. I'd, and I'd then Rick on that. US Blues. Like, great. Yeah, so so not only, you know, one-two punch coming out, but Rick had four of the, of the seven set one songs here. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, he pretty much... Now, I think we all agree that who should have been singing Warfrat too, but um, yeah, it should have oh, been dude. five of seven. Don't even get me started. <laughs> <laughs> let's and, let's uh, not talk about the war. Oh man, I, I I wonder if I wonder if like you know that's what love and dear prudence. Those very well are songs where Phil was like, I'm, I'm you got to think Phil goes to everyone who's going to be playing and says, hey, what are some songs mm -hmm. that you want to do? You know that you're comfortable with or that you you know what I mean? Like oh yeah, so you and wonder Phil was after like the strong vocal performances from like, you know, like after, after that's what love will make you do. Phil was like applauding Jen, like loving it. Like you can just tell he's there to just yeah. have a good time. Oh yeah. Like that, that, that's why he does these. He's like, I'm going to throw some people on a stage together. I don't know if he picks all the lineups himself or he has like certain stipulations 
And then like, you know, his management team and Shapiro picks the lineups, but whatever it is, I think he's just like, we're going to go on stage. We're going to play some music. And I, I think he definitely takes input from the rest of the band on what songs they want to play. Yeah. The, um, the speedway jams were, were really good. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. that was, that was, uh, you know, super high energy and just jamming. I mean, you know, re- really, really dug that. Um, and yeah, I mean, that's, that, that was a, that was a great set. I mean, this is such a good show. I mean, it's a great, great show to cap it off. And I mean, if you liked what, you know, what Jen did, you know, with, with that, then, you know, Stella blue, I think was also just incredible. Yeah. I mean, um, but, but, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. Great yeah. set. I mean, great set. I love that Rick was so involved. Yeah. Yeah. And like, just, you know, kind of echoing some things that you guys already said, new speedway, just awesome. I hope goose does that one. We were talking mm-hmm. about this the other night and we're going to talk about it again. And when we talk, when we talk about the yeah. second set, but, I hope there's something that comes off of this and enters Goose's catalog. And this is maybe one of those. Just because these speedways such a kick ass <laughs> yeah. tune. Yeah. Such a kick ass tune. And Rick does such a good job with it. But yeah, a couple slam dunks in here for Rick. You know, Jack Arrow, US Blues, they're all songs he's done live like a million times. And of course, Half Step, we yeah. all know. So. Yeah. And then, so second set opens with Shakedown Street, which I think Phil's best performance of the weekend to my ears, at least on the webcast. Some During this jam, he was just sticking out. And I, you know, I hadn't been paying as much attention to Phil uh, in the context of the rest of the band. So I was just like, oh, you know, like he's Phil, he's 82, he's going to be playing. But like, you know, the tempo that he's playing at, and actually if you listen to what he's playing, he's he's right in there on all this. He songs. plays a lot of notes, like, yeah. He's... he's- He's going like, you know, he, he looks 82 and he's like walking on and off stage and putting on his bass and whatever, but like he's playing with the the energy of a much younger man. Uh, This is the way he plays. He's always played that way and he's never stopped. So it's just Phil being Phil, man. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, the shakedown was great. Um, I enjoyed James's vocals on this. Um, you know, there, there was a bit of a, there was a bit of a misstep. Um, I think at one point during the solo, I think like Graham kind of started soloing a bit offbeat and then that, meh. but other than that strong version of the song jam was great. Um, what do you guys think of the shakedown? I mean, yeah, I mean, it was good as is, you know, uh, probably, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I gotta say Stella Lou might've been my favorite, uh, of the set, but this I, I'll just talk about this as a whole because um, you know I probably I probably liked the shakedown and the Stella Blue the most that a lot of this set didn't didn't just didn't do a whole lot for me that's why I kind mm-hmm. of probably have Friday ahead of it um, I mean the I mean Mason's Children that that's that's a nice upbeat cool song I've always liked it uh, it's I don't think I don't think Ryan had ever heard it so and and you know this was good because Ryan got a little bit of an education this weekend and I didn't know how much of a Grateful Dead rookie, he really was. Um, he didn't. But uh, I've but yeah. I've heard Mason's Children before, just not more than once or twice. Um, at, so hard to handle. Um, I know, I know, Neil, you're going to probably talk about how much you like it and you want to see Goose play it. I, oh, I love. I've it. never been a, a big hard to handle guy. Um, I don't know why. I, I was going to make a joke about the Dead covering Black Crows when Chris Robinson's not even playing with him. Or, or Phil and Friends covering Black Crows, but um, it, it... so in your mind's eye when they're when they're covering <laughs> it, don't think of Chris Robinson. Uh, you're thinking of Pigpen. Yeah, and, and so that that's, makes and, it really cool. Yeah, yeah, and I and, you know, I love Rick singing "Hard to Handle." I think, like, I think he it's a killer it. song. It just so happens the Black Crows fucking ruined it. Sure, but, sure, and, yeah. But it also like, it, it, it fits. You know, well, what, let, what, let's get to that part because I want we, and we want to make sure we have time for that because I do want to talk about the stuff that you know, kind of the, the the after effects of this whole thing, and then also some things that I was expecting that we that they didn't play. So, um, but as far as I say, yeah, yeah, I mean, the hard to handle jam. I thought I thought that one just kind of churned a little bit too much for me, and um, you know, I, I, I I just we know I just got a little bit. I think I just got a little bit a little bit bored. The estimated also, like I really like that song and. Um, but this one didn't, you know, I, I wasn't, I wasn't super. Now I got to go back and listen as I haven't gone back and listened to this whole second set, but I listened to it live. 
Um, and then um, let's see. And then let's see. They, then they closed that. Then the, the unbroken chain, which kind of felt like that we knew that was coming. And then that Stella Blue. Um, oh, I mean, it was just incredible. Um, you know, Jen just, uh, you know, she's just such a great singer. And she really, there's just a lot to her singing. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's very melodic and, you know, her, she's obviously got, got an incredible range and yeah, she, it's a, you know, and I don't know, maybe, maybe being a horn player, that might be, so I don't know, maybe I'm making that up in my head, but she's just, um, she does so her, she treats her voice as an instrument, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and it, it really shown, I thought, um, in that style of blue, I thought it was incredible. Yeah. And the whole band sounded incredible on that. Agreed. Agreed. And then the love light closer, always fun. You know, we know, we know Rick, uh, is familiar with that tune. You know, we got a great video of Sam Ray, uh, from Sam Ray of spuds in the audience, uh, singing along as he does with goose, um, which was nice and wholesome. Uh, I, I didn't see any pictures of Trevor, but I know Peter, uh, spuds and Jeff were there last night for sure. Uh, saw Greg was there all weekend. Uh, so, you know, supporting each other. It's nice. I didn't see many people I knew, but that's cool. I, I just want to echo what Jive said. That Stella Blue was awesome. Mm-hmm. That you know, I, I said I might have spoke too soon when I said um, you know that's what level make you do was maybe one of my favorite performances of the weekend. The Stella Blue is definitely one of my favorites. It just was. I mean, I just love Stella Blue, but this one went really well. Um, love Light, I could have done without. I I don't know. It's fair. Uh, it's that's how no, like, get, yeah. getting getting love light and johnny be good in the same weekend dude why why throw love light and johnny be good at rick and like not give him morning dew or <laughs> or uh Warfrat? like two songs that he would absolutely destroy but i don't know or whatever I, where was i, I mean he probably showed up and well, was like i do love light with my band all the time and they were like sure we'll let you do it but they had no idea how they do love light and like that's what came out on stage i don't know it's just yeah Okay, so so yeah, so Ryan, before yes. you go there, so yeah, so so let, let, here's what I want to do. Let's go around one at a time and do one song at a time, and we can go around more than once. But mm-hmm. I want to hear what you guys either, may, not even expected, but hoped. Like, what did you hope to see that they didn't play? Helps look Franklin's. Like, I I get that maybe they didn't play it because of the complexity, but you know, I was I wanted to hear Rick sing that. Yep. Yeah, it had eyes. Yeah. Right. Just because it's eyes. Yep. Yep. Um, So I really wanted to hear, I was really hoping to hear Rick sing Candyman. Ooh. Dang. That's a great pick. Yeah. Wow. You're going with like deep cuts here. Uh, That's a really good pick. I haven't spent much time like really thinking about this, but like, damn, dude. Oh, well, so, and then, oh, Ryan, do you want to go with another one here? I'm probably going to steal yours, um, but we, you know, we talked about Ruben and Cherise a little bit. Um, I yeah, I mean, that would be an amazing that. one. Um, a Rebelo should play it, that for, for yes. sure. I mean, like, hell yeah. That would be incredible. It's such a good song. It would be very good. Uh, yeah, Samba in the Rain. He's trying to get my back. <laughs> like, I definitely wanted to hear Keep that. Keep your day job, um, man. <laughs> um, so, also, Loser. I think Rick would have done an amazing job on Loser. I really wanted to see uh, it now in terms of stuff that, that they have played. I mean, I think we were probably all expecting Peggy. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. I also, right. I also was really hoping for it's all over now, baby blue. I, we know yep. you're, you're a big baby blue guy. <laughs> oh man. I love that song so much. Yeah. Fair enough. Black throat. Not Amanda fade away. Also would have been a great I, pick. Yeah. Me and my uncle, I think I was a little bit maybe surprised that, that, uh, well, I mean, Goose plays it very differently than you know they would have played it last night. So true, true, true. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it was on the list, and Rick was like, "Well, like, <laughs> yeah, play it a little different." But have you guys played it like this? <laughs> That's why it was because they did. You know, normally with the Dead for the half step solo, there's like the big solo and jam, and they get to the across the Rio Grandio at the end. Um, but for Goose, they do that first and then the solo. And so they did the they did the singing early on uh, last night. So I was wondering, you know, did, did, did Rick teach Phil the the goose arrangement? Were they going to go into that like faster jam? 
And then also the goose, the 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 patented goose ending. Oh, you know yes. the uh I also really wanted to hear Rick uh stretch out on sugary. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so we can do this all day. Yeah, so real quick then too. Neil Neil has a question, or Neil has the topic of what do we think we might or what do we want to see, you know, come over into Goose from these villain friend shows. Yeah, but I, well, what else? Cold Red and Snow. Go ahead. Cold Red and Snow. That's it. I don't like. I don't care about anything else. Like Hard to Handle would be cool. Like so, when I was tweeting that, I wasn't saying like, guys, I'm the biggest Hard to Handle fan on the planet, and like, man, I okay, can't but... wait until like Goose plays it live. What I was saying was, if anything does bleed into the Goose catalog, that's yeah. probably the song. Stop trying to downplay, ever, ever like, since, like, downplay your spoon. Yeah, like, ever. Right? I was just gonna yeah. say, ever since, ever since Neil heard spoon cover hard to handle in like <laughs> two thousand seven. Yeah, so you guys are like just waiting, waiting for me to say something to grab a hold of. But no, so uh, hard to handle feels likely, but cold rain and snow feels like if I had my choice, if I could like call them up on the phone, I'd be like, hey Peter, like start learning cold rain and snow tomorrow because you're playing it at Goosemas. Yeah, but I'm, I'm going to go ahead and guess that sometime in the future, we're going to get a second set that goes butter rum into hard to handle. Oh, I'm, just, I'm making the prediction that. now. <laughs> I would love to see Goose play, you know, brown eyed women again. Mm-hmm. Ship yeah. of Fools. They did um, brown eyed women. Sorry. Yeah. Um, you want to hear Rick play? A Rebelo. Yeah. Yeah. A Rebelo has done it. Um but uh, yeah, I, I would oh, like to Goose see. Oh, has played it. Okay, so yeah, it was the last the time first played time. was July eighth, twenty seventeen. I think new Speedway Boogie. I'd like to see uh, Goose play that as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, yeah, we'll see. I mean, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see if uh, you know if this does anything. You know what I mean? If any of these songs show Shake up, Shakedown Street, so. maybe. It's well, well, like when when Rick has done these collab sets, things have showed up after, right? Yeah. So when they did the the collab set at uh, Newport Folk or Newport Folk Festival, uh, Lobos, Ohio came out all of a sudden for Goose. So like they had Rick had done that before. He sat in with I forget who it was and and sang it. Um, that that so was the Bob never... thing, wasn't it? Yeah, That's Newport Folk was they did with Lucius. He sat in with multiple people. Um, he and Peter sat in with, um, oh gosh, I wish I knew it off the top of my head, but uh, it'll come to me eventually. Long I, after I'm thinking, I'm, I'm now thinking about them playing Shakedown. You know, you get some nice double guitar during the song, then they get into the jams, clav happens. I feel like Shakedown's just like too obvious. You know what I mean? I know, like, like, yeah, you, you can't do that. You know, it's like, be like, like, I, like Goose isn't going to play Eyes of the World. You know what I mean? It's just, it's. You would sound like a bar band at that point. Goose, yeah, yeah, yeah. Goose likes to dig a little bit deeper, I think. Maybe, maybe 2018 Goose would have done it, but yeah. Um, Yeah, man, I I don't think I would be into that. Like, and for good reason, you know, it's Shakedown Street. I don't know. It's like busting sound. Same deal. That's fair. Okay. Yeah, I was thinking, yeah, I was thinking of the, of the Bleachers Guide. Uh, Diesel Giant just pointed that out, but but that was yeah, that was like it's guy. my life and the '80s stuff. Was that also the Blood Buzz Ohio? No, he did a that thing was Newport. At, he did a thing at Newport. Yeah. Also, yeah. Um, I just have to go back and look at what it is. But like, well, yeah, does that mean we're gonna get an Almond Brothers tune from when he did that Almond Brothers set at that festival in Indy? In well, so just gonna kind of use the canned Shakedown Street argument for that one. Like, no, they can't play any Allman Brothers songs. That's fair. Because they're just gonna sound like a bar band. That's fair. Um, oh, and speaking of Allman Brothers, um, shout out to, you know, one of my favorite Graham Lesh contributions to the weekend were the Mountain Jam and Jessica teases in Love Light. Just for the fact that I could be like, ah! <laughs> There you go. Well, I mean, we know how you like noting teases. Kid loves I tease, do. Yeah. They're, they're noted well, did, on Did you Elgis. note them on Elgus.net? Uh, they're good. Good. That's good. this weekend. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll have to wait and see. Maybe we'll get El Paso next time. Uh, but yeah, that's it. Maybe he'll do El Paso when he when he plays when he plays with Bobby. 
Bobby will sit in with Goose. They'll do El Paso. You know, it'll be it'll be lovely. Yep. <laughs> well, I, I think that about I think that about covers it uh, for today's episode. Um, yeah. Thank you all for tuning in. I think we're now going to not have one of these for you know almost three weeks. Which well, yeah, that's sad. Very sad. You know, we will that's have sad. our fall tour recap episode out to you guys soon uh looking forward to that and of course we'll be back with these uh day after show live videos uh for taboos tour and so stay tuned for more information on those coming your way soon very exciting uh as always check out uh verzio wellness uh our amazing sponsor uh hope you have a fantastic day we'll see you again soon Hi, this is Henry Kay, host of the number one music history podcast, Rootsland. Come with me on a journey to Kingston, Jamaica, where we explore the world of reggae music and the untold stories of some of the genre's greatest legends. From the ghettos and tenement yards where the music was born to the island's iconic recording studios. We are so excited to team up with Osiris Media, the leading storyteller in music. Because as you'll hear, sometimes the story is the best song. Hello, and welcome to Novel Conversations, a podcast about the world's greatest stories. I'm your host, Frank Lavallo, and for each episode of Novel Conversations, I talk to two readers about one book, and together, we summarize the story for you. We introduce you to the characters, we tell you what happens to them, and we read from the book along the way. So if you love hearing a good story, you're in the right place. Our ninth season is coming this fall. Tune in to hear from some of the all-time great authors, Charles Dickens, Jules Verne, F. Scott Fitzgerald, and more. Subscribe to Novel Conversations wherever you listen to podcasts.